Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line, everybody. On a Tuesday, this show, as always, presented by BetMGM. Not just your average Tuesday, though. The Denver Nuggets winning their first title in organization history last night the Vegas Golden Knights with an opportunity to do the same game five of the Stanley Cup final coming up tonight Michael Lombardi out on the east coast I'm Stormy Bonantoni live from Las Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino it's going to be a fun couple of days here from a betting perspective Michael isn't it hello there for stabbing back Stormy I thought I lost you oh no Oh, I got you now. I lost you for a second. That's good. No, I mean, look, we, we have a, Will touched on a little bit, but the U.S. Open at L.A. Country Club, you know, to end the week is going to yeah. be a fun one as we bring together the Live Tour and the PGA Tour and the ramifications of all that. So, yeah, there's a lot to bet on this week. And tonight, you know, you've got the, you've got the big one. If you can get this one tonight, that parlay you have is huge. Yeah. Oh, fingers crossed. Would love for that to come together. That's kind of what we closed talking the show about yesterday, that Nuggets and Knights. Game five money line parlay. So hoping to get the second leg home. At the end of this hour, we're going to have ESPN's Greg Wyshynski give us all of his thoughts breaking down a critical game five. And if he thinks that there is any wiggle room in the Con Smythe market for who ultimately is the MVP of the playoffs this year in the NHL. But when we left off with Will Hill, we were talking about that elderly Stefan Diggs, that darn old man, 30 years old. <laughs> but it's interesting because over the last hour, Michael, there's actually been a lot of news that's been making the cycle on Diggs because Sean McDermott said that he was very concerned about Diggs and didn't offer up any details about what the issue with him is, but that he wasn't there for mandatory minicamp. Obviously, he wasn't there for voluntary OTAs as well, but a lot of people swept that under the rug as nothing. So the reports were within the last 40 minutes that he's not there. Then seven minutes ago, Adam Schefter tweets that Diggs' agent said his client is in Buffalo, has been there since yesterday, met with the head coach and GM over the last couple of days and took his physical and will be there for the entirety of minicamp. What's going on out there with this guy? Well, th- this reads like uh, a little bit like a John Grissom novel, but it really reads <laughs> like a guy that is 
uh, unhappy with his contract, right? And so this is this is part of the offseason. And, you know, Diggs got his huge contract three years ago when he left Minnesota to come to Buffalo. And Minnesota used that first-round pick to draft Justin Jefferson, who's going to get a huge contract. But what we've seen from the receiver market is a huge underpayment of guys that got contracts three years ago. You're always kind of behind on an average per year basis. And you want to catch up. Mike Evans, which is remarkable, he hasn't complained. He's one of the oldest contracts currently out there at wide receiver. And so he's underpaid. And Diggs is probably seeing what Beckham got, you know, what Christian Kirk got down in Jacksonville and all these other guys, what they're making. And he's like, wait a minute. You know, it's time for me to come back to the tilt again. I'm 30 years old. You know, it's time for me to redo my deal. I had a productive season. You know, I was still I still was able to, you know, I scored 11 touchdowns. I had a 70% catch ratios, you know, and I was able to get 74 first downs, which is incredible. So I think that's what this is all about. And I think that's why he might be in the building. He might be taking a physical to avoid the fine. But I don't think he is happy with his compensation because he feels the he's been passed by, which is ultimately what happens. It's just the I guess my follow up to that would be, is it unusual? Um, you mentioned like all of these receiver contracts and everything and feeling like you're underpaid, but so new into the extension that he signed. It just it feels like that's a little bit early to be unhappy. Uh, maybe well, I'm he just signed crazy. the extension. Th- he signed the extension three years ago. Right. So since that, since that extension he signed, Tyree Kill got done. Devontae Adams got done. Cooper Cup's done. A.J. Brown's done. So he's got more guys in front of him. Even though his average per year is still $24 million, he still probably feels like I need to get up to Tyree Kill's average. And so, look, I do this, and he knows he has all the leverage because you take Diggs out of their offense, what do they have? Maybe I'm mistaken. I just thought that Diggs signed that extension last year. So maybe my memory is just jacked up. So that's why I was thinking, like, that just feels so new. He signed until 2027, um, what I see here right now. But, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. He might have – you know, what, what, what he might have gotten is – I think what he got here as I look at it, what he probably got was an extension in terms of, you know, a redo in terms of getting his value. But 22 is – so 22 is when he actually got this extension on – from when he was with the after the trade, so you know it's still you know it's still yeah. one year old. So I guess maybe he is, but I'm sure he's probably looking for more. Yeah, just feels like a convoluted situation where you've got Sean McDermott saying we're very concerned, and then his agent slide in uh, information to Schefter that nope, he's there. He's going to be for the entirety of minicamp. Nothing to worry about. I so. think Sean's concerned. I think Sean's concerned about is he going to remain happy and and what is his mindset? You know. Yeah. And I think that it always comes back to money. Yeah. And a team that, while I know our guy Will Hill thinks they could take a step back, taken under that 10.5 win total, still a team with very, very high expectations. The favorite in their division, um, top three in terms of the odds to win a Super Bowl this year, trying to get over that hump. So we'll see how things play out with the Buffalo Bills. We started yesterday, Michael, talking about some burning questions uh, as it pertains to the different mandatory mini camps that are ongoing right now. We were on the letter C, and we're doing the ones that start this week, mind you, um, that are doing their mandatory camps this week. We did burning questions last week for the teams that already began. So we're on the letter C, and we're starting today with Chicago Bears um, because there's been a very, I I feel like at least, there's been a lot of public love for the Chicago Bears this year. Justin Fields potentially taking a step, but 
to, I know both of us, the stack of areas where he needs to improve is still very, very high. So the burning question will be about Fields. Does he take a big enough step? And will the hype that we are seeing for him be warranted this year? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty clear how I feel about that. I, I don't understand this love affair that's going on, especially when a guy has to demonstrate that he can adequately throw the ball consistently. And I know that the, the conversations from my man, Mr. Mr. Femi, who has every excuse in his, in his pocketbook to come up with Fields. Because, look, Fields is a great athlete. He's a great runner. But is he a great passer? You know, they only threw the ball 22 times last year on average per game and they were and they lost by eight point eight and a half points so he's got to improve the the rhetoric that the narrative that i think is wrong stormy is is that we finally got weapons around them you know mm -hmm. that no the quarterback makes the weapons around them better and so like this team you know okay now we got dj moore you know well dj moore didn't make baker mayfield better did he did mm -hmm. i miss that <laughs> did dj moore make pj walker better i, I missed that too so this rhetoric about did BJ did 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 Dante Foreman make Baker Mayfield better? I mean, he had a thousand yards. I mean, he was good, right? So like all this talk and nonsense about well, the, you get the receiver will make the quarterback. No, no, the quarterback makes everybody better. He's the point guard, and if he doesn't deliver the ball on time, in rhythm, in the right spot, the offense is going to fall apart. And so you know when you look at this Bears team, this love affair that people have for them on it. I mean, they're in the same number of wins as the Green Bay yeah. Packers, and this is a team that was. Even, I mean, they were 32nd in the National Football League in points allowed, partly because Mr. Fields turns the ball over so much. Yes. Partly because they can't win a turnover battle, but also because they're horrible on defense. I mean, they are horrible on defense. I mean, it, it's really comical how, you know, when you go through it, I, I when you go through it, there was nine games where they gave up over 400 yards, and one game they gave up 500 to the Lions. Mm -hmm. How are you winning those games? I mean, I think the least amount of yards they gave up was to the commanders in that horrible game where it was 214. This defense doesn't stop anybody. I'm not buying the Bears. I'm sorry. And a lot of the sentiment um, around this team is because of the way that Justin Fields played the last handful of games in the season in OTAs. He's getting you know, all the glowing reviews from writers. I, I hear people say that. Okay, let's go. You know, like that's just become, you know, when, when people say that, I, I kind of laugh. I mean, okay, so, you know, Femi hit me with that on the podcast. You know, his last four games of the season, he was much better. His QBR was, you know, was was really improved. And and so, I, I, I like QBR to me is me. I don't get it. I mean, we've seen some of those QBRs, but, you know, I mean, against Detroit, you know, he plays, he's seven for 21. That's a 40 point QBR. He got hurt in that game. You know, he played against that Buffalo Bills team. He had, you know, he was 15 for 23 for 119 yards. Is that good? 15 for 23 for 119. Is that good? Like whatever your QBR is, is 23 attempts. You get 119 yards. Michael. That, that's not good. Michael, I just want to remind you, I'm not Femi. I'm not on the Justin Fields bandwagon. I'm rooting for him. Don't get me wrong. I want him to play well. But, like, you don't have to convince me that it's not happening right now for Justin well, I'm Fields. Not, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not taking it out on you. <laughs> but I'm just trying to understand the yeah. rationale behind this narrative. Okay, the, the game before that, he had 21 attempts for 152 yards. Like, and, and, you're, and, and that game he had 119 QBR. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Like he didn't. He, and, you're you're, and he you're had, basically doing nothing. And he had the most fumbles in 
the like of all quarterbacks last year with 16 in the games that he played. 29 of them. He like, had over his career. Well, he's got 29. Fumbles. And I know he didn't lose, I mean, lose them all, so that's a plus. But still, if you're putting the ball on the turf, that's a problem. And OTAs also, you're not getting sacked, so he's not having to worry about that right now. Of course, he looks great considering he's not getting taken down to the ground. But 3-14 and 14 last year, worst record in the NFL, and their odds are shorter in the division than the Green Bay Packers, who – are a, are a team that is like they just have quarterback questions, but I know you still have a level of confidence in Jordan Love. So it's it's a very very interesting situation I feel like for Chicago. Um, and there are a lot of things Fields needs to improve on. Like he holds on to the football for too long. The running is fun for fans, but at the end of the day, that's all you're good at. That's not going to win you football games. And so. Again, there's a lot to go into it. A lot more burning questions that we have as well for a number of these teams. I'm sorry. I, we got stuck on C. It's but okay. you brought Fields up, and you know, you know what? I, I got I to gotta stop the narrative. I knew better. I should have known. I shouldn't have got you on the, the QBR train. I'll, I'll do better next time. We got to take a no, commercial break. No, it's not your fault. It's great. I mean, explain it to me. I didn't know 23 attempts and 119 yards was great. I missed it. I didn't know it. Michael, we got to play the commercials. We got to play the commercials. <laughs> At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com and check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. You can see changes in all of the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match that public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way VSIN's here to make you a smarter, better year round. You can check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. This is the Lombardi line on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bon and Tony with you. And as of this moment, Michael. Yes. Justin Fields is now Voldemort. He who shall not be named on this program. Are you are you okay to move forward? 
I'm perfectly fine. Somebody sent me a text this morning. I, I got to read it to you, and I won't say who sent it to me, but somebody sent me a text saying, you know, uh, where is it here? Uh, it said, who in the hell capitalized is betting fields to be offensive player in the year at 20 to one? Good God. <laughs> who is doing this? It's like that Trey Lance MVP train. Let's 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 move on from that, shall we? But I like I said, and one final thought on this, and then we're moving on. D for Denver Broncos. But um, I understand a lot of the thought process after you see a guy like Jalen Hurts, who had so many doubters. It's like we forget going into last year that last year was like a prove it type of a season for him because yeah. people were wondering whether or not with the weapons around him if he was going to be able to succeed and. He did, and he took that massive leap from year two to year three. For me, Jalen Hurts is the exception to the rule. You can't just plug and play anybody into that type of a situation, especially in an organization that is coming off such a bad season and has so many other issues as well outside of the quarterback. So leaving it there, now let's go to the Denver say, Broncos, okay? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say a word, Stormy. I'm going <laughs> to let it go right there. Okay, my burning question to you, Michael, as it pertains to the Denver Broncos who are in mandatory minicamp. Will Sean Payton really elevate the play of their star quarterback, Russell Wilson, and turn them into the contender we thought that they could be when that blockbuster deal got done? Well, I don't know if he's going to make him into this elite top five quarterback or top ten quarterback, but I think he'll manage them. And unless Russell Wilson decides that he just doesn't want to get hit anymore and he refuses to step up into the pocket and and take what the, is available, and he panics and runs to his right or spins or try to do the let Russ cook plays, then it'll be bad. But I do think they will improve as a complete team. I think Peyton is very good at running an offense. He's very good at getting his quarterback to play within the system. So my answer is yes. I expect them to be better. I expect them to have a, a more impact from the quarterback position. And I think that the fact that they will be better coached more than anything as an mm -hmm. entire team will be able to help them win more games this year. And I think another good thing, if you are a Denver Broncos fan going into this year, is that they were last season dead last in scoring, and Russ had the worst season in his career in the majority of areas. So you can only really go up from here in general. You're going to go up yeah. from the 5-12 and 12 season, it feels like. Um, it seems like you've got a head coach that has his head on straight. Last year, obviously, dealing with a rookie head coach and Nathaniel Hackett, who didn't really know which way was up. A lot of reason, I think, to step in the right direction. In terms of the division odds, plus 550 in the AFC West. We know that division historically has been owned by the Kansas City Chiefs with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and company. For finishing position, though, for the Denver Broncos, I mean, there are some options now up there on DraftKings. If you think that they could potentially leapfrog the Chargers, plus 270 to finish second in the division, plus 190 to finish third. There's some interesting plus money options there, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, certainly, and if you think imp the impact that Sean's going to have, but here's what worries you a little bit, right? You know, Russell won four games last year. People forget he only won six games with Seattle the year before. He's won 10 games over the last two seasons. And so, you know, that is a reflection of him. He can blame the offensive coordinator in Seattle or the head coach in Denver, but that's the issue. And do I think they're going to make this leap from, you know, the four wins to 12 wins? No. 
Do I think they could get to seven or eight? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find out how good they are on defense, right? I mean, with Vic Fangio there, they were always playing from behind. They weren't able to. Do they have enough path rushers? I know they've tried to address that in the offseason. But I do think Sean will make the team better. I, I just think they have to become contenders before they become great. Okay, let's go to G. Green Bay Packers. Not many people out there giving the Packers a chance year one with Jordan Love after their four-time MVP. Aaron Rodgers moved on to the New York Jets. Odds have them finishing last in the NFC North despite the Bears who won just three games last year in the division. My burning question, will Jordan Love hit the ground running or what's the level of growing pains you anticipate for the young quarterback? Well, I mean, last year, Rodgers turned the ball over through 12 interceptions, which hurt them. You know, typically Rodgers always is very protective of the football, but that hurt them. I think the fact that they can run the ball, they have a good defense, and I think if LaFleur plays this in terms of a head coach and tries to manage the game on a week-to-week basis on how it gives him a chance, gives Jordan Love a chance to play well, I think they can win more games. I, I really think they're a better team. I don't understand the lack of disrespect. You know, one of the things Bolster talked about, at his post-game press conference last night was uh, one of the things he'll remember about this team is how they rose to the level after being so disrespected. I think this is a little bit with the Pat. We're slapping the Packers in the face. Mm -hmm. I mean, on one hand, we're saying, you know, Justin Fields is great. On the other hand, we say Trey Lance is great. Everybody's great. Poor Jordan Love, who's never – we've never really seen him play, right? We've seen one game against Kansas City. It wasn't good, but he had no real practice. But we've really never seen him kind of get into a groove and play. And yet we just dismiss him completely. It's all a part of the PR narrative. So I'm all in on the Packers. I I think the Packers will surprise people. I do think this, though, Stormy. I think it's going to take some time. I think they're a young team offensively at the skill players. And I think they're going to have to gradually grow into that. I expect them to be a better team in the later part of the season than the early part. Good opportunity for Jordan Love specifically to rack up some early wins, potentially some confidence. Seven of their first eight games against non-playoff teams from last year, not exactly a murderer's row of defenses either. Um, So we'll see how things start off, at least for the Green Bay Packers. Win total going into next season, sitting at seven and a half. The Houston Texans, Bryce Young has already been named QB1 in Carolina. C.J. Stroud, not yet with the Texans. How long until Stroud is no longer sharing first-team reps with Davis Mills, and does that distinction at this point in the offseason matter? Well, I think it does because one of the things that we never talk enough about in terms of the head coach's problems are how many reps does he give players to get them ready to play in the regular season. And with quarterbacking, you know, it's hard to work two groups. It's hard to work, you know, give a quarterback a ton of reps. So Davis Mills is going to have to pay a price here. Same with Case Keenum, who they signed to a contract. Why? I don't know. You know, obviously they weren't planning on drafting a quarterback because I think they thought Case Keenum could be a backup. Now they've got two backups. So I think they're going to have to give C.J. Stroud all the reps, and that starts now. I think when they come back from camp in this summer, you know, when they start with the first week, I think the first preseason game, it's important since there's only three of them, that Stroud takes the majority of those reps with the first-team receivers and the first-team offensive line. See, that's the other thing too, Stormy, is you've got to have a really good backup line when you have two quarterbacks. Because if you're trying to rotate the quarterbacks, you can't put the starting quarterback with a bad line or else, you know, it's going to break down. Mm -hmm. And so you have to have two really good lines so that you can evaluate the quarterbacks correctly. It's a hard thing to do. And I'm not sure Houston has one great offensive line. So whoever's getting with the offensive line and the starting receivers has a chance to blossom. And I think that'll be Stroud. 
Win total for the Houston Texans this year, six and a half. In terms of their division wins, the over-under set at two and a half. And fun fact, yes, Houston was 313-1 and one on the season last year, but they actually had a winning record in the division. Three, two, and yeah. one in division games. Stroud, they always play. They, yeah, they always play Tennessee good. I mean, they they always they, they beat Tennessee. They they went to Jacksonville. I don't know how they won that game. If you you know that game was a miracle game, and then they beat Hindi in the last game of the year when they shouldn't have, and they would have had Bryce Young. Um, Stroud plus seven fifty, fourth in the odds for offensive rookie of the year. Let's go to another rookie quarterback. Last one here, Indianapolis Colts. How will Anthony Richardson? develop this off season will it be enough for us to see him early in the season well you know we had chuck pagano on on sunday and chuck thinks he's going to start i think he's going to start all indications are he is you can't run the six-back offense with Gardner Minshew. you got to run the six-back offense with anthony richardson so i think he'll start i worry about him staying healthy the first part of the season because remember the game from the summer to the game to the September is a completely different game. It's much faster. It takes a little bit of adaptation in that area. From burning questions to intriguing props, we're going to take a, a quick break here in a moment, Michael, but I want to get your opinion on some running back props. There are a number of players that have yeah. found new homes this offseason. There are some that are approaching elderly status, just under 30, though, so still considered in their prime. <laughs> you know, it's one of those types of things. So I want to get, uh, uh, yeah, but we're going to do it, it in, in separate categories where you can only pick one. So I'm really going to test well, you. You pick some, too, now. You're going to have to pick okay. some, too. All right. Listen, I'm all right. I'm stressing enough about the Stanley Cup here. You're I know. Throw, I know. I'm just trying to get your mind off it, Stormy. I'm I just trying to get your mind off See, it. See, what a guy, Mike. Well, I knew I liked you. We're going to take that commercial break, but once we come back, get into some of those props. And we got Greg Wyshynski of ESPN rounding things out to give us everything that he can tell us in 10 minutes about the Vegas Golden Knights and how great they are. I hope. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIM Pro subscriber today. You'll get a daily email recapping all of the best bets from each of our show hosts and guests every day. You'll also get unlimited access to the vsim.com slash picks page where you can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check out the top VSIN experts leaderboard as well, where you can view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24 7 video access. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now. It's just $9.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. And because we are closing out the show with a guest today, we're going to hit our pro tip a little bit early. And Michael? What do you got up your sleeve? So I was going to say, because. Our bosses just probably should have never let me be on the air today in general if they didn't expect me to dominate this show with Golden Knights talk. My pro ticket tip is hockey related. Is that okay? It's perfect, Stormy. I mean, why not? It's your day. I mean, let's face it. I mean, this is a big day. You know, I just hope we can end it tonight because then you can relax and, you know, because God only knows we don't want to talk about that because, you know, I don't want to get it to Thursday. We're good. Why would you even plant that seed into my – little brain here no i'm just kidding you're fine i'm sorry i, I lost <laughs> no I lost no no the now i feel like what i'm 
Uh, now I feel like when Millie yells at me, now I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, here we go. <laughs> no, listen, I'm not trying to get too ahead of myself anyways. Uh, my pro tip is no, not about. No, really, I, that's shocking. You wouldn't be trying to do that. I can't believe that. I mean, it's like Will Hill giving you advice on being patient. I mean, like, <laughs> that's like the best part that of the That was day. pretty good. I wish that this is when we need the VEASAN Plus Plus subscription so people can listen in on our commercial breaks. Will Hill saying, hey, you know, Stormy, don't don't be, don't be have anxiety. You're fine. Mean while remembering the NCAA tournament when Furman's a minute yeah. into the game and they're trailing and he's losing his mind like he lost his bet. They went up and ended up cashing his ticket, by the way. Neither here nor there. A pro tip of the Lombardi line today has to do with the Con Smythe betting market. Um, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but just for people yeah. out there that are interested in betting a number today while they're still available, don't forget that the Con Smythe is not like the NBA Finals MVP. It's not specifically for this series it's for the entire performance throughout the playoffs and so if you look at a nine to one for example on Aiden Hill the Vegas Golden Knights goaltender and you're like wow like he is somebody who's a fourth string goalie he's been put in such an interesting situation he's played really really well that's really live if he has a shutout performance tonight why wouldn't he get the votes well, he didn't play the entire first round series against Winnipeg and entered midway through the second round series against the Edmonton Oilers. And so I think that's an argument against Aiden, in my opinion. He also hasn't been like, not that he hasn't been great, which he has here in the finals, but he's also let in some kind of wonky goals here and there. And I just feel like from a narrative standpoint and given other players who have played the entirety of the postseason and played at a very, very high level, that other names are more worthwhile. Jonathan Marcheseau is your odds-on favorite at minus 550. He is my pick to win it. But if there's a bet to be made on the board, I like Jack Eichel. He's played every single game. The narrative is there on his side as a player who is so well-known on the national stage as well, not just locally. So 25 to 1 available on him right now feels like a steal if he has another good game tonight. So that's our pro tip. VEASAN pro tips available at VEASAN. Dot com searchable by sport and by show but we will go back to the nfl now michael i promised you some rushing props and you can only pick one in each of these little categories okay. that we go through okay we Let's are gonna start with running backs in new places so we've got falcons rookie b john robinson coming over from texas miles sanders goes from philly to carolina speaking of philly welcome to the party rashad penny and deandre swift Penny coming off another injury, mired season in Seattle, broke his tibia last October that ended his year. Um, Swift recently telling reporters that he was surprised that the Lions ended up moving on from him. They draft Jameer Gibbs, so it makes sense. And bring in David Montgomery, who's another one. So David Montgomery is going to be our last one here. If you could only pick one over of those guys, who would it be? Miles Sanders. I mean, because he's because they're going to run the ball in Carolina, and they, they should run the ball in Carolina. And he's going to get a heavy workload. And, you know, remember, there's only there's 17 games that now make you a 1,000-yard rusher. It's completely different back when the day was, okay, a 1,000-yard a, a rusher, you know, 14 games. That's when this whole thing started. So, look, I think you got to pick the back that you feel like can stay healthy, A. Is it really going to share that many reps? I know Chuba Hubbard's there in Carolina as well. Miles is going to be the guy. David Montgomery is going to share reps with Gibbs, mm -hmm. and Gibbs is going to be there. Same thing with Penny. Penny's a really good player. 
durability is an issue. Swift's a good player. Durability is an issue. Mm-hmm. I think Miles Sanders, and you say, why not Bijan? Well, I think Bijan's got a lot of people in that stable that they'd have to get the football to, starting with Cordell Patterson, Algier. Those two guys are really good players. So uh, I think I see Bijan Robinson more as a receiver runner than a runner receiver. And I think he can be dynamic for them, but also Patterson's dynamic. So I like Miles Sanders here a lot. And he had 1,269 yards and 11 touchdowns last year. And that was a backfield that had some other guys in it as well um, that were talented that he did share with. So I went leaning between Miles Sanders and Bijan because I, I really liked him as well, especially when you see how the season shakes out for the Falcons early. Lions, Jags. Texans, Titans, Vikings, Cardinals, Colts, Bears, like that's eight right off the top in those early games that I would consider bottom 12 defenses and supporting a young quarterback who has struggled to get the ball down the field. I feel like he'll have a lot of opportunity. So those are my top two. But if you can only pick one since you picked Miles, I'll go ahead and pick Bijan for the group. Let's go to I'm calling this one oldies but goodies a.k.a. respect the running back elderly. So which of these running backs approaching the just, oh, gosh, like 50 in regular, (laughs) I don't know, they just, I I don't know, they're dust. They're dust, as my guy Matt likes to say. Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Austin Jones, and James Conner, all over the age of 28. Which over are you taking? (sighs) I'm going to take Aaron Jones. I'm going to take Aaron Jones here because I think the Packers with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, I think they're the two best skill players, the most experienced skill players on their team. And they got to get the football. And Aaron Jones is dynamic. I, I, I mean, literally, I mean, I think when you look at the running back market, right, Aaron Jones took $11 million. He's really good. You know, I know Giant fans would think Saquon's 10 times better than him, but that's not true. Right. You know, and when you break down Miles Sanders, who got six and a half and Montgomery, who got to around six million and Eckler, who went from six to eight. I mean, this kid's really good. And he took 11. So I like I like Aaron. I think he'll be a good player and he's good in the passing game. Plus, he's such an explosive back. I, I, I like him here. I like Aaron Jones. I think that if I had to pick one, because it's a similar number, 810 yards. and Like Aaron Jones, 800 and a half yards is where his prop is set at. Austin Eckler, 810 and a half. And I feel like because of all of the contract stuff that's been going on with Austin, that this is a really, really important year for him because he is effective in the pass game as well. I know that that's something that his scrimmage yards get split up a little bit, but 810 and a half I think is very, very doable um, in a year that's critical for him to have success. Let's look at some scramblers. I know I'm not talking eggs. I'm not talking best ball golf tournaments. I'm talking quarterbacks who like to scramble and run around a little bit here. Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and Daniel Jones. Looking at the numbers there, which quarterback would you prefer um, to take the over on their rushing yards prop this year? You know, I think, look, Hurts is six-back offense. Josh Allen, they don't want him to run as much, right? But it, but they're better when they run the six-back offense. Daniel Jones, they need him to be in the six-back offense, so he needs to run more, although I don't think he will. Look, Fields, that's what he does. He runs with the football. I don't think you could change that. And Lamar, they're talking about throwing the ball. So for me, I know this seems kind of very generic, but I would take Jalen Hurts here. 
Because I think for the Eagles to maintain the level of success, he's got to be in the six-back offense. That fits his mm -hmm. game. He's got to run it. Now, they know they want to be careful with him, and he wants to slide and get out of bounds. But I think 700 yards in 17 games for a quarterback who really is a very good runner and their offense is built around running, I think it's good value here. Had 165 carries for 760 yards last year, 13 touchdowns as well, went over 700 each of the last two years. My one question, Mark, is yes, all of the things that you just mentioned, as well as a new offensive coordinator, if we all talk about if it ain't broke, don't fix it, but if he tries to put his fingerprints on things a little bit and maybe doesn't utilize Jalen quite to that extent, um, I'm not sure. But yeah, Josh Allen, somebody who they say they want to pull the reins, or he says even that he wants to pull the reins back a little bit because he's such a physical runner, right? And that's just the style of his game. He's got to change that element of him and Lamar Jackson with Todd Monken coming in there. Is he going to be throwing less? He's gone over his 725 and a half um, in every season, including the last two years where he only played 12 games apiece, has two years in 2019 and 2020 where he went over 1,000. So considering that number is at 725, even if he runs less, I think Lamar should still get over that number. Yeah. So that's where I'm going to go, I think, in this one. All right, dang yeah, it, I think, the music's I coming. think the teams need it too, right? Mm -hmm. the Baltimore needs him to run. Philly needs uh, Hurts to run. It's different. You know, they need that. I 100% agree with you, Michael. We got to take a quick timeout here. When we come back, wrapping things up, talking Stanley Cup Final Game 5 with ESPN's Greg Wyshynski. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. 
Plus, remember, if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located right here on the Las Vegas Strip or nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line on VSIN, the sports betting network, presented as always by BetMGM. Alongside Michael Lombardi out there on the East Coast, Stormy Bond and Tony holding down the fort at Circa Resort and Casino. Excited to talk all things Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final coming up tonight. This is like a holiday for me with the VGK having the potential to hoist Lord Stanley's Cup for the first time in franchise history. To help us break it all down, we bring in Greg Wyshynski, the go-to guy for hockey knowledge at ESPN, reporter and NHL senior writer at the network, the Puck Daddy himself. Welcome in, Greg. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm here in inside of T-Mobile where the Florida Panthers just got done with their media availability and told us uh, nothing. Uh, so that's not good. But uh, but what is good is that it should be a, a spirited affair tonight because they're obviously playing for their playoff lives. So what you're telling me is no update as it pertains to their star, Matthew Kachuk, and his status or the level of usage? Oh, and so, so there is an update. The oh. update is that Paul Maurice, their coach, has made a decision on Matthew Kachuk. Now, the bad news is that he's not sharing that decision with anybody ahead of the game. And I asked him, so when we all run back to our little laptops and start writing our little stories, do we call him a game-time decision? And he's like, no, the decision's made. It's just that we'll share it with you later. The bottom line about Kachuk is that he's clearly laboring. He only had four shifts in the third period of, of game four. He had trouble shooting the puck. It was obvious that he was dealing with something upper body related, whether it's, you know, I've, I've heard in the last few days, it's a shoulder. I've heard it's a sternum. I've heard it's a collarbone. I've heard all sorts of things. But at this point, we, we, we don't know if he's in out for, for game five. And, and the only caveat I give, as, as I'm probably kind of leaning towards him not playing, the only caveat I give is that Maurice was candid on Sunday and saying, you know, there might be some, some ways to get him into the game that don't require him playing a full game, you know, on the power play, just playing in certain situations, yada, yada, yada. So at least that's been on his mind. And that kind of gives you at least a little bit of pause as to, you know, if he's not 100%, it, it, maybe they have him play, but in a limited capacity. I don't know. It's all, it's all a mystery right now. You know, I'm not a hockey expert, Greg, but but I do know coach speak. And to me, that sounds like he's not going to play him because he realizes that because he's less than effective with his shoulder or, or the or whatever the left arm is hindering him, that it's basically playing five on four when he shouldn't be out there. That That's kind of how I took that. And maybe they do utilize him in a specific role. But when you play a player that's a great player and he's less than 100%, in this case it seems like this poor kid is less than 50%, you're not, you're not helping him, you're not helping your team, you're hurting your team. Yeah, and, and I'll first off, the poor kid part is absolutely true. I mean, the bottom line about Kachuk is that he's had the playoff of his life. I mean, he's, he's from being a star to being a megastar in these playoffs. He's the reason in many ways that they're even in this position to, to challenge for the Cup right now. So for his journey to potentially end on an injury is, is just a real bummer. But I'm kind of with you. I mean, I, I, reading between the lines, that's, that's the vibe I get. 
Um, you know, I, I feel like it would probably to jolt through the team if they knew that he was in. Maybe they already know. I mean, it's already been communicated. But I, I can tell you that if it's been communicated, the the uh, Panthers players all have a pretty good poker face because there's been a lot more discussion about what this team looks like without him in the lineup or with him limited by injury than there's been talk about you know the glory of Matthew Kachuk and him playing in Game Five when you talk to the players. Yeah, you have the Kachuk injury, so who's going to step up ultimately with him not being his normal self? You have Bobrovsky, who we know throughout the postseason has played tremendous, but this series not quite to the level that we saw, that which was like historic in terms of a lot of the numbers that he was able to produce. Do you think that there's any value in backing the Panthers to get it done tonight, or is it a wrap for the Vegas Golden Knights to win their first title in franchise <laughs> history? I think it's a wrap, but I mean, I'll, I'll caveat it by saying that the, the numbers recently in this such in, the, in this situation, a three-one series uh, with a, a team at home trying to close it out, they've they've favored the underdog in in these situations recently. And in fact, I think five of the last six games in this situation historically have all been one-goal games as well, so they've been close. So you do have a team that it certainly is is, is playing for their lives, and, and it's usually reflected in the result, but. You know, at this point in the series, I mean, with Kachuk limited and, and with Vegas really peaking at the right time and and um, and everything kind of going their way, that that game four win was a real was a real knockout blow. I mean, it felt like it. You could feel the Panthers um, putting an importance on trying to even up the series and get it back to Vegas two two. When it didn't happen, you could kind of feel the air kind of coming out of the balloon a little bit. So, I mean, at this point, to be honest with you, I'd be surprised if they don't close it out tonight. But again, the history of it and and the fact that you do. As they say, it's cliche, but it's true. The fourth, the fourth win is always the toughest. I'd, I'd say it's, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility that we go back to Fort Lauderdale. And Greg, because of what you mentioned there, where if it, like, if it's the one-score games, that's what worries me for Vegas in this spot. Because obviously, there, there's going to be a tension in the building, right? Like they've never had pressure like they're going to have tonight with the cup in the building and the families and everybody wanting to party after this game. But if it's a one-goal game in the third period that's when the stress really hits and you start clinching the stick a little bit tighter and you start stressing that much more. And I feel like because of what we've already seen in this series with the Panthers being able to claw back into games, the last two in Florida, that that's what could be dangerous Mm -hmm. for the golden Knights in the third period is if it's close. It it could be. I I think there's two two things I'd say that first um, we have seen the Vegas golden Knights uh, for lack of a better term, go into murder death kill mode. (laughs) <laughs> and just destroy teams <laughs> very early in games. I mean, it's it's happened. You know, it happened at Dallas series a couple times. It happened in the Florida series already. I mean, they just have this this uh, this propensity for just like putting the pedal down early and trying to just put their opponents out early. And and so that's something you kind of have to keep in your back pocket is that maybe that nervous energy manifests in that direction. Um, but I, I think also, um, you know, the, the other part of this too is the Panthers have been limited to only two goals. Uh, a game in the series, basically. When they scored three goals, it was in overtime. So, um, you know, the, the team total in this one, the under two and a half for the Panthers is kind of the play I've been looking at all day because I think the, the Golden Knights certainly have that on lock. Yeah, and, and what is the vibe you get? I mean, for me, we talked about this yesterday, Stormy and I, game five, is the more the pressure's on the home team. I mean, Florida can come out and play loose. What was your sense being around the Vegas Knights today? Um, well, they didn't, they didn't skate today. They skated yesterday and it was really, really spirited. I mean, they were over at, um, at their practice rink in Summerlin 
the, the place, as per usual, had a, a, an overflow crowd of people that were being turned away at the door to come watch a practice, which is just one of my favorite things about Vegas as a hockey town right now. Um, they were loose. They were fun. They, they really kind of understood the moment. But, I mean, you know, you also heard things from, from them like we were talking about before. I mean, this is the, the moment you've been dreaming about since you were a kid is what their goalie Aiden Hill said. And, you know, there's, there's that pressure of, of, of making sure that you don't blow this. <laughs> you know, your, your friends and your family are going to be in the building. You have a chance to go on the ice with them and, and, and celebrate in a way that a few others in the history of hockey have get, get a chance to celebrate. And so that's kind of in the back of your mind right now. Greg, in my mind, Conn Smythe is a bit of a two-horse race right now between Jonathan Marchessault and Jack Eichel, but very curious as somebody who's watched every single one of these games and paid so much attention to the postseason, who is, who are the options tonight for Conn Smythe? And does tonight make a difference for you for either of, any of those players? It could, it could for Eichel, to be honest with you. I think, I think the caveat would be if Jack has a, a big game tonight and a, and a closeout game and you know, scores a game-winning goal or has like an overtime moment or something like it could certainly help his case. But in, in sort of taking an informal poll of some of the people that have votes for the con Smythe, I think Marcia is the leader right now. Um, not only because of, of him being the, the statistic leader of this team and points and goals, um, but also a hell of a story too. I mean, like on top of, of honoring an original golden Knight with, with the MVP honors, um, you'd also be honoring a guy who, ended up in Vegas because the Florida Panthers tossed him aside, you know? Yep. So like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good narratives. You got to remember who votes for this award guys. It's writers, man. Like when, when, at the end of the day, we're all looking for like the juiciest story to like tear into uh, for who wins MVP and, and Marcia. So has got a good one, but then again, so the cycle, I think Aiden Hill, is, it, the fact that he came in so late in the playoffs and, and there's also that perception of the, the Knights maybe being really good in front of him versus him stealing games. I think that hinders his, his candidacy. So if Vegas wins tonight, I think it's either Eichel or it's either Marcheseau, and I'd say Marcheseau has the lead right now. Agree with you on all counts. We're up against it, Greg, but thanks so much for thanks, doing Greg, this and so enjoy much. the game. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm sad the show is over. Go Knights, go! Ladies go and Knights, gentlemen. Stormy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.